0: and scores! Tomas Hurdle hits the jackpot! You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Scores, scores, scores! Scores! Logan Couture wins it in overtime! Now, now here's your host, Ted Ramey. Shark zone. Good defensive play. Barabonov skates out left to right. He's got Gregor with him. He puts on the brakes on the right side as he gains the zone. Dropped it back. Eric Carlson shoots. Tip. Star! Right out in front of the neck. Noah Gregor was there. Slap shot by Eric Carlson. And the Sharks, 21 seconds into the second period, lead 2 to 1.
1: Yeah, it's most uh, frustrating game of the year for me, in a sense. I think that was a tale of two games. I thought I liked our start, even though we got out of the period 1 1 in the first. And then. Uh, you know the second even we did we did some good things but we uh you know we didn't manage our game properly You let uh you know the mario fan on the one but then you know we had we we're all over them and we let them come back on the uh 2 and one goal rosalich got behind us uh breakaway um you know just um dumb place and uh you know they come back to haunt you you Again, he scored four goals on the road. Uh, you feel like he should come, in, come away with at least a point. But, um, you know, they scored some timely goals and uh, and got some timely saves.
2: All right. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. We are waking up unfortunately disappointed with a 3-2 and two road trip. And I will get back to that on why that is both a good thing and a bad thing. But let's take a look at the standings as we get going on this next week of hockey. The Sharks now at the onset of a seven-game homestand, five of which are against divisional opponents. The Sharks are currently sitting at fifth place in the Pacific. Their two straight losses combined with the two straight wins of Vegas have dropped them from fourth to fifth, and Vegas has moved up from fifth to fourth. The Sharks, 25 games played, 13 wins, 11 losses, and one overtime loss, 27 points, 5-4-1 at home, 8-7-0 oh, on the road. Vegas, 24 games played, 14-10-0, 28 points, one point in front of San Jose. Anaheim in third place, 13-8-4, 30 points. They are three points in front of San Jose. Edmonton with 32 points is now five points in front of San Jose. And Calgary with 35 points is eight points in front of San Jose. So nothing is out of control with the San Jose Sharks, but it is a two-game losing streak now, and it is what we are considering an unfortunate end to the road trip and I I think that's a good thing. No not that they lost, but I think this is a team that is not happy with a 3 and 2 road trip. Earlier in the year when you had no idea or expectations of what the Sharks were going to be and they go out on the road and they are 3 and 2 on that first road trip, you're you're happy with that. You're thinking, "Man, this is much better than what you would have expected a year ago or the year before that." And I go, "I agree. It's good to have year over year positivity, right? Because this is Compared to last year, a much more positive outlook than what we would have seen previously. I mean, last year, when we looked at uh, any anything like this, because they, they didn't win consistently. If they had gone 3-2 and two over any five-game stretch, you were pretty happy. But a 3-2 and two road trip last year would have been phenomenal. This year, it's disappointing because you're better than this. Or at least that's the expectation. Now, if we want to go realistic and not look on the positive side of things, the Sharks are still, and until they prove us wrong, they're a bubble team. And when you go three and two on the road, that probably means you're a bubble team. And that doesn't mean the Sharks can't rectify that and they can't get better. But for the time being, the Sharks are a bubble team until they prove to us that they are not. And I I think they very well could prove that. It's just they haven't given us any reason to think differently up to this point. When you look at a three and two road trip, you think to yourself, "That's good." The Sharks do not want to have it good. They wanted to be great or very good, and four and one would have been a lot better. And they played well enough in the first four games to walk away with seven points. In my opinion, they probably deserved a little bit better of a result against the Rangers, but that's not how it goes. And I think that that fatigue of playing so well in those first four games and not getting that win against the rangers probably took its toll and they were unable to get any points out of this game against columbus there were various things they did wrong in this game and there were a lot of things they did right so it's a mixed bag you're overall glad though that the sharks are 3 and 2 you're disappointed but you're also saying to yourself man this team feels like it's capable of going 4 and 1 on a road trip they feel they should have gone 4 and 1 on the road trip and that type of disappointment around positivity is good because I think that the Sharks recognize they can be and they need to be better. This is not a team that's just happy to have a little bit of success. I think that's important. You want teams that have a greater level of expectation for themselves, and now we can see that whether or not that happens. We can see whether or not they're able to take those next couple of steps and overall be able to have a a type of performance that's consistent with what they want to be because they can want – to be better all all they, all they want, right? But until they are actually better, they are a bubble team. And they are a team that's gonna have a hard time having consistent success. And right now, the Sharks are still having to prove that. There is no greater opportunity than the present to prove that they are not a bubble team. Like I keep on saying, seven games, the majority against teams in the division, you've gotta have success. In the first period, the Sharks did a lot of things right. And it's unfortunate that they were not able to be more rewarded for what they were doing so well. I thought that they were passing the puck well. I thought that both the teams came out with high intensity, but the Sharks, they were getting more shots off. They were getting more looks. They were getting more good uh, goal-scoring opportunities. They were unable to find the back of the net. And I think that on the other side of that, we've seen the Sharks be that team on the other side where it's previously been Reimer bailing them out or Hill bailing them out when they've not been as good in the first period. So the Sharks have been on the other side of that. But when you have a first period that's that successful, when you have a first period that has your team humming along like that, it's not good enough to just be humming along. You need to bury pucks. You need to not score with just two seconds left in the first period to have a 1-1 tie after the first period. If you have that many chance creations, if you have that many shots generated, you need to put a couple in the back of the net. And I'm not just saying that from the viewpoint of, yes, you need to score in order to win games. I'm just saying... For the Sharks to be successful, it can't all be for naught. Especially in Game 5 of a road trip where you know at some point fatigue is going to be a factor. You've got to bury the opposition early. You've got to put the onus on them. You've got to make them start chasing the game. You've got to compete with your fatigue. It's a race against your own legs as it is theirs. And that's not what they were able to do. I liked the effort. I liked the passing. I liked the fact that they stuck to their game. I liked the fact that they looked like they were ready for the for the moment. Those are the things that were the most important things for me. Is they, Did they walk into that situation looking like they were going to win that game? And yes, they did. They did look like they were playing to win. They did not look like they were just taking it off. It was not an, a lack of effort. And over the course of the game, it wasn't a lack of effort. Unfortunately, it was a lack of sharpness. It was a lack of overall mental acuity was just not good enough. They needed to bury those pucks and they didn't. Now, you also have the other side of this the fact that they did not draw power plays once again and the Sharks have not been great at getting power play opportunities as of late. That's a bigger discussion than maybe I think that I can really wrap my head around because I think it's always you have to take into consideration the fact that the Sharks are not as dangerous enough on offense as they need to be because when you are over over overly dangerous The opposition will have to be more physical, and that's how you're going to draw a penalty. And I think that teams feel they can give the Sharks a little bit of a buffer, and maybe they don't have to be as physical because the Sharks are not as on point as they need to be. Now, also, I did see some, you know, some hooking. I did see some calls that I thought should have been made, and that's not the way it goes. But... It does tell you overall that the Sharks need to be better on offense, A, and B, that if they do get a power play, because they are so rare seemingly these days, they need to bury it. I mean, these are things we are consistently seeing that are not coming to fruition, that are not helping the Sharks win games. They're not generating power plays, and when they do get power plays, they're not capitalizing on them. So those are two big issues, especially going into the ro- the homestand. If the team draws a penalty and goes on the power play, you've got to score I mean, that's just the beginning and end of the discussion. If that opportunity presents itself, you've got to make the most of it. And this team isn't good enough to not make the most of it. Teams that have success in any sport capitalize upon the opportunities that are afforded to them. And the Sharks have not been capitalizing upon those opportunities. So again, this is another point where they can try and rectify those mistakes and take advantage and create a more dangerous situation. The one thing I have identified with the power play as of late is it feels like it's taking too long to get things going. I mean, that's the importance of winning those draws. That's the importance of giving yourself momentum early in the power play and creating those 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 shots. But right now, the Sharks, if they do get a power play on this homestand, they got to take advantage. They got to bury it. They got to put themselves in the driver's seat because we see how different the difference it is for this team when they get behind versus when they score that first goal. Especially when you're at home, make the other team chase the game on the road. That's going to put them in a bad situation. Noah Greger in the first period, I think we keep on seeing great things with him. He was creating opportunities. He was using his speed. He was using his power. I think the potential with him is very, very high. It's just lacking that overall sharpness as of yet. But I love the mental aspect of his game. You heard Randy Hahn and Brett Hedekin talking about it during the game. His intention was to not go back to the Barracuda. He had no plans of playing again in the American League. He's trying to make his case about why he should be up here at the NHL level. And good that should be his mentality. I want to see that type of desire and drive from the younger players. But again, he didn't bury his chances. And that's what it comes down to. If you want to stay up at the National Hockey League, you've got to bury your chances. And you've got to not turn the puck over. And you've got to always make sure you make a great, great pass. I mean, if some of the younger guys yesterday, if I'm critiquing their game... Jonathan Dolan made a bad pass to Logan Couture when he would have otherwise had a good look at a scoring opportunity. Noah Greger made a bad pass a couple of times. Where I thought to myself, you've got to be more clean in that area. And it overall leads to when you don't take advantage of every great opportunity you have, you're not going to, A, endear yourself to the coach, and you're also just overall not giving your team as much of an opportunity to win as you otherwise need to. And again, that's what happens when you have younger players that have, that are developing themselves. And the question now is, can these players... Develop that before the Sharks either do or do not find themselves in contention or out of contention, however you want to look at it. You need to have these young players develop, and development is not just being able to play at the NHL level, because there's a lot of guys who can get out there and not get skated off the ice. But are you going to be able to find the back of the net? Are you going to be able to make the pass? Are you not going to have the defensive breakdown? Are you going to be able to make the right decision in the right moment? And can you get to that point where it's not something that you're actively thinking about, where it's just happening because that's what you know you have to do? I mean, that's what what we saw with Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle when they exploded onto the scene. It was like, okay, these guys know how to handle their game. They know what they're supposed to be doing. They know what they're going to be asked to do, and they're able to perform in the moment. That's what we're looking with younger guys like Anoa Greger like a Jonathan Dolan. I mean, these guys have the ability, no doubt about it. But you need more consistency. And I think that one of the things that I liked out of yesterday, especially in that first period, was Cogliano talked about it before the game about how the Sharks need to be a volume shooting team. 100%. You know, I'll borrow that expression from Mario Ferraro, but 100%. The Sharks need to be able to just put pucks on the net. That's how they created that first goal, right? It was just creating something, making something out of nothing. Put pucks on the net. Ask questions of the goalie. Ask questions of the defense. See what happens. And I think that that is definitely part of part of what their identity needs to meet more consistently. Be now the defensive breakdowns that we saw happen in the game. I definitely think the fatigue was a factor. That doesn't mean it's an excuse though. It's just a factor. Now previous Sharks teams when they had Pavelski and Jumbo and Marlow and you know you go back to these earlier earlier versions of the Sharks which were better. The fatigue wouldn't have mattered. You know, the team was so good that they were able to win when fatigue. They were able to win on the road. They were able to go out there and get those big wins. This team isn't there yet. I mean, that to me, if you want to talk about the difference with where this Sharks team is versus where the Sharks used to be, the sexy Sharks, as Drew Remenda likes to call them, that other team was so talented that they were able to win these type type of games where they may not have been at their best. They may have been tired. They may have been at the end of a road trip, but they could have still won them. And that was just because they were so talented and the, le- the expectation was so high that that's how they carried themselves. That's what they expected. I think this team is, they're not accepting of loss, but the belief and or the expectation to win in all the difficult moments isn't there like it was. And that is such a huge part of a team and it takes a while to build. The previous Sharks didn't get there overnight. This team isn't going to get there overnight, and that leads me back with the overall positivity in the disappointment of being 3-2 and two on a road trip. The other factor that we're looking here is with Aiden Hill, third game in four nights. He wasn't at his sharpest, and when you combine the lack of overall sharpness around him on defense, the mental fatigue of a team, the physical fatigue of a team, the three and four nights for your goalie, it is a... It's not a recipe for a disaster, but it's just not the best position you want to put yourself in. That being said, you had no other options. You know, the, I thought that two goals, the Sharks' defensive breakdowns were pretty bad. And that's why when you look at all the goals that were given up on the night, you say to yourself, all right, I can't blame Hill. And one was an empty netter, obviously. But you also look at the fact of, okay, if you had been able to give away only three Would that have been enough? And yes, Bugner talked about it after the game. You give up four or you score four on the road, that should be a game you win. And I 100% agree. But when you combine all those factors, fatigue of Hill, fatigue of the team, mental fatigue of the team, end of a road trip, it's a tough task. And that's why this team is not four and one. They're not able to overcome the toughness of that situation. They can get there. I don't think they have any more five-game road trips left on the season, but that means the next one, you got to look at it as three and one. You know 3 and 2 is good in a five game but 4 and 1 would have been a whole lot better. But now can this convert into some sort of positivity for the homestand where they come out and they play pissed off hockey. And that that's something we don't see enough from this team. I want more pissed off hockey. I want them burying opponents in the first period. We saw them do it to the Devils once on this road trip where they jumped out and they were up 4 nothing. they go on to win 5-2. to I want to see more of those types of performances. And I know that's a lot to ask for, obviously, but if you can do it on the road against a good team, of which I think the Devils are, even if they're not great, I think that you should be able to do that at home. Jump on the opposition, end it early, control the game, dictate the tempo, that has got to be what the Sharks do. Because we know that they are able of capable capable of playing their style of game, defense first, shot blocking, stopping pucks from getting to the net, Having your goalie come up with the big saves. We know they're capable of doing that. The consistency is what is lacking. It's like I've said many, many times up to this point of the season, the Sharks have had a lot of convincing wins and a lot of convincing losses. And last night, I don't think it was one of those convincing losses. It was more of one of the most frustrating losses Bugner said it was the most frustrating loss of the year because, again, you score four goals on the road and you have an effort-filled, productive first period the way they did to not walk away with more of a first-period differential, only walk away tied. There's a lot of things about that that can kind of take you off. But how can the Sharks learn from that and take it into the first period of this first game on Tuesday night? It's got to be to immediately come up with the big stops, immediately find the back of the net, whether or not you're on the power play and put the opposition in a position where they have to chase the game. The Sharks chasing the game is not a position they want to be in. This is a team that's not good enough to consistently find themselves down in a game and crawl back into it and get the win. Yes, I understand that you saw Aiden Hill able to give away just one goal in those two consecutive games. That should not be what you expect every night. You should expect that it's going to take four goals to win. You might have to eke out a 3-2 win or a 2-1 win, but you should expect that you're going to give up about three and find yourself needing to score four. And I don't mean that I expect Hill or Reimer to give up three goals per game because I do expect them to be a little bit better. My overall viewpoint, though, is that the Sharks should expect that it's going to take four goals to win. Homer away. Four goals, that should be the standard. The offense isn't there yet. I get it. And I'm not, again, saying that I expect them to score four goals, just like I don't expect, you know, Aiden Hill always to only give up two. It's just give yourself a buffer, plan for it, and play every game like it's going to take more than what you've been able to do up to that point. And it's not going to be easy because you start out with a good team that you need to reel in Tuesday night against Calgary. Then it's Minnesota. Then it's Dallas. Then it's Seattle and Vancouver. Then it's Vancouver and the Oilers. Seven games. The Sharks have done an excellent job of keeping their head above water up to this point of the season, but the real question they need to figure out is, are they a team that's going to do more than just keep their head above water? Are they going to thrive? They had opportunities to thrive on this road trip. They did not. This is now their longest homestand. Are they going to find themselves in a position with which they can thrive? I don't have the answer to that question, and I don't plan on betting on it because like I said, the Sharks haven't proven themselves as a team that can take advantage of every opportunity. Now, this is the overall opportunity. They only have one road game left before the end of the month. That, again, has gotta be a situation that the Sharks take advantage of, but are they able to do that? I don't know. I haven't seen them prove it up to this point of the year. It's why I started out by saying, the Sharks are a bubble team until they prove to me they're not. This is an opportunity to prove to me and everyone else that they are not a bubble team. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to get into some post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more
1: thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open a ice cold Coors
2: Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
0: Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Back inside the Sharks territory, Meyer, who had seven shots after two periods, throws it ahead. Eric Carlson's up ice, give and go with Couture, but getting in the way, fist. and now there's two defensive players back. One of them's a forward. Blue Jackets on the attack. Couture getting back. Now it's fed to the far side. Carlson to the left. They score. Adam Bulkfist is up ice with Gabrielle Carlson. Two defensemen up ahead of all the forwards. And Gabrielle Carlson's pass, letter perfect. Bulkfist gets his second goal of the game. And it's 5-3 Columbus.
1: You know, we sort of went brain dead. I know guys are a little tired. It's the end of a trip, but that team played last night. We did. not We got in here plenty of time. Had a rest day yesterday, so can't use that as an excuse. Um, we talked about how important these points are before the game this morning. Um, you know, coming home, feeling good about our game. And, uh, you know, we did a lot of good things early in the road trip. Even in the Rangers game, I thought we played a pretty tight road game, but tonight it got away from us. And, uh, you know, unacceptable. And it's uh, those guys in the room have to, uh, they have to, they have to tighten it up. You know, we've got to play the right way. And we didn't play the right way.
2: All right, welcome back to Morning Tide, everyone. That is head coach Bob Bugner bringing us back in, talking about those defensive breakdowns in the third and the overall mental breakdowns we saw in the third period. Here's Tomáš Hurdle weighing in as well. Uh, I think it started in
3: second. You know, we just give, like, so many two-and-ones breakaways, you know, and, and just give just give them a chance. You know, every time we play down there, they don't really have chance. You know, we, we have... When we start playing, skating, making plays, we give them trouble. But when we just start, you know, cheat and just let them skate, you know, two and ones, it's 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 not it's not our game, and and we just give it to give it to the wind to them.
2: Yeah, you can hear the frustration there. They felt like they give it away. They felt like they were not playing their style of hockey, and they can see the problems that resulted of it. Eric Carlson.
4: Yeah, I think uh, you know tonight wasn't from a lack of effort, or uh, you know we were trying really hard. Uh, I don't think that we played, you know, our best game, but, um, you know, I think we were a little bit mentally tired and we didn't execute as much as we would have liked. And we made some bad decisions out there, but I think after two we're still feeling pretty good about ourselves. Uh, you know, we know that uh, every bounce is not going to go our way, but we tried really hard. We tried to make the right things for ourselves. Uh, you know, it's a three, three game. And then we just came out in the third and, and you know, we got away from that. Uh, we started, you know, Started uh, the started game or started the third, I think, a little bit on our heels and try to play it safe. And they scored two quick ones and, uh, you know, we couldn't find a footing from there. Uh, you know, so that's that's a learning experience for us that, uh, you know, even the nights then we don't have it all the way through. Uh, I thought we were in a good spot going to third and we should have just kept on going. We still might have not won the game, but uh, I don't think that this uh, this loss felt very good, uh, you know, in that room tonight.
2: Now, when you see the Sharks having breakdowns like this, especially on game five of a five-game road trip, the majority of which was in the Eastern time zone, you do start to wonder about fatigue. Bob Bugner.
1: You know, perhaps. I think that, uh, uh, you know, but Rhymes carried it for a while, and I know three and four is tough on a goalie, and we had real no choice um, in the the matter. You know, Rhymes isn't 100%, so... uh, you know, we had to get in there and find a fine way, you know, we scored four goals on the road. Um, you know, this should be a good, you know, offensively, we did some decent things and, and, uh, but, you know, again, I don't blame him, uh, uh, Hiller. It's not his, you know, all his fault. We let guys get behind us and we got messy and sloppy and uh, you know, it's if anything, it's a good lesson to learn. I think you could have come out of here with eight points on the road. You're not now you're coming home with six and uh, um, you know, it would have been uh, um, a big lift for us coming in, you know, leaving this road trip with those two points.
2: And again, you can hear the disappointment with the fact the team only came away with three wins. And again, that to me is indicative of the overall growth of the team from last year to this year in recapturing what we have of an expectation for the Sharks. And I think that they still need to find that aspect of their game. It's going to take a while. It doesn't just happen overnight. It doesn't just take 25 games into a season. Eric Carlson.
4: Yeah, I think so. I think throughout the whole game, I don't think that, you know, we put ourselves in good spots and we tried the right things, and, and it felt like uh, you know our legs were, were feeling pretty good, but you could just tell that you know the mental aspect of things weren't weren't really there. Uh, you know it's the end of the road trip, uh, so it, you know it was a little bit of expected, but as I said, I think throughout the first two two periods we felt fine. Uh, we knew that you know we we could have played a lot better, and and um, you know we just didn't didn't come up in the third uh, you know with that same intensity and that same mindset and. Uh, you know, they they came out the same team that they were the first two periods. They gave up just as many chances as we did. And they scored two, and, and uh, we scored one.
2: And then there's the matter of the lack of power plays, not drawing those penalties, especially in the first period where you felt there could have been a couple of calls. It is something that the Sharks are going to be aware of coming into this homestand because you feel like you're at home. The other team is going to be a little bit on their heels, more prone to make some of those bad or mental fatigue type penalties. Here's Hurdle on the lack of power plays.
3: It's almost getting almost every every game, you know, it's tough for us. We we get like one or two power plays per per game and sometimes it's hard, you know, when when you don't play power play after we get just one and you try so hard, but we're you know, not used to, you know. It's a, so it's it's not it's not easy right away from the season because I don't think so we have a lot of power plays, you know. It's like I say fifth game maybe without even power play one and or we got one, you know, so so it's not easy, but you know, we have to we we play down air more, wore them down, you know, they they will make the mistakes but we just make make mistakes more than
2: them tonight so these guys are all aware of it and eric carlson offered this
4: yeah that's the way it is sometimes i think uh you know the refs were pretty consistent throughout the whole game uh they probably missed a few both ways and and uh they gave us a penalty that's that's just the way it's going to go sometimes but i think that you know that didn't that didn't cost us the game today uh you know we got to keep doing the same things and and obviously, we we would like to get some power plays, but uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes.
2: And this is what I talked about earlier. When the Sharks do get opportunities to have a power play on this homestand, they need to make sure that they bury it because it's going to go a long way in helping them win games, A. And B, the chances aren't coming very often. Bob Bugner.
1: Well, I I mean, I, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, I was harping on it in the first period. I thought we could have got three calls. We were, you know, we shot them with whatever it was 25 to eight. We were all over them. And I thought they had some sticks underneath the arms that we could have got calls on. We didn't. Um, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, uh, can't control the, uh, you know, the calls out there, I think. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a huge momentum when you, uh, um, you know, you get some power plays and, and you get to penetrate them and tire them out. And, uh, we, we, you know, it just seems we haven't got a lot of that lately, even in the other games where we get one and two, I mean, it's, uh, um, you know, it's odd if you look around the league and see how many power plays are called tonight.
2: And then, overall, a final thought on the road trip from Eric Carlson.
4: I think it was it was pretty good. I think, except for for the third period today, uh, we played pretty well throughout the whole the whole road trip. I think. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we gotta we gotta move on. We play again on on, on Tuesday against a, a good team, a division team. Uh, so, yeah, I think as a whole from a road trip, it's, it's aspect of things. I think the guys, you know, really battled and, and dug in. And, and uh, you know, we did the best that we could. And, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, we had one really bad period. Uh, and unfortunately, it cost us a game today.
2: So when I go over all that sound and when I listen to these guys all talk about this road trip and this game in particular, they're owning it. They're not making excuses. They're not talking about fatigue. They're acknowledging realities. But they're also owning the fact that, that third period in that game cost them the difference between a good road trip and a great road trip. And three and two and four and one, there's a big difference. And yes, they played well enough to win in the first four games of this road trip. They also played for the first four games in two periods well enough to win. They walked away with bad defensive breakdowns in the third period of the final game of a road trip, and now they don't have a four and one. They've got a three and two roadie, and that's just a little bit disappointing. But again, it goes back to the overall vein of what we're looking at, and that's a positive disappointment because it shows how the paradigm has shifted for this team from one year to the next. Three and two would have been fantastic last year. This year, it's simply not good enough. It is not up to snuff. That's indicative of the change of mentality for the team. And now they've got to see if that is not just talk, if they can use this seven-game homestand to their advantage. And that's, listen, we talk about what a good teams do. They score on the power play. They bury chances. They beat the opposition. This is the opportunity for the Sharks now to take advantage of a great bit of scheduling for them. Nine of the next 10 are at home. They're only on the road once In this entire time period, and even when they do go out on the road, it's not that much of a time difference because they're only, or there is no time difference because they're going to Anaheim. If we're looking for other positives out of this game, it's the fact that Brent Burns and Tomas Hurdle each scored goals. Those were two guys who had not been good enough as of late, at least in terms of production. I don't ever want to say their effort wasn't there because obviously it is, but those two guys need to get rolling. Same thing with Logan Couture. Those are three important players on this team. You need more and more and more offensive production out of them. You also want to see trends continue with Noah Gregor looking like he is capable and potent and using his speed to his advantage, but also speed with control. You hope that Rudolph Balsers gets back there, out there on the ice and you hope that this team kind of huddles together, recognizes the opportunity, and takes advantage of what is in front of them because this, again, we've been talking about it, this is going to be another one of those situations that's going to be a proving point over the course of this young season. This five-game roadie we just saw, 3-2. and Again, passing the test, but you want them to ace it. This is their opportunity now to take that big step from last year to this year. 9 out of 10 at home. Best case scenario, obviously 10 out of 10. Being realistic, 8 out of 10. You hope for 6 or 7 out of 10. But I think we can all agree that 6 would be a pretty big disappointment. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will see you all on Wednesday morning. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.
0: You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio
3: Network.